Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Michigan Crossbow Hunters podcast. My name is Martin Schindel. Tonight, I am talking with New Era Archery owner Nick Albanese. Nick, how are you doing tonight? Good. How are you? I'm doing great, buddy. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. I'm excited about this one. No, I appreciate you having me. I apologize. I know we were trying to get together, but I had a bunch of hiccups. So I apologize and I appreciate you being patient with me. Hey, no worries. I, I know how it is and, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. So yep. I'm glad to have you now. Let's get started. The first thing that I always do when when we do these podcasts is introduce our, our guest and let them kind of introduce themselves. How did you get started hunting? Who got you introduced and, and things of that nature? Okay. Well, it's it's kind of a funny story a little bit. So... My dad got me into small game hunting as a kid, and my one cousin, who was older than me, always bow hunted. And when I was about 13, he's like, come on, you got to come bow hunting with me. And I would always say, no way, dude, you know, I'd rather go out with a gun. That's all I knew was gun. I was a kid. He convinced me enough, and my dad brought me to buy a bow, so I, I knew nothing about archery equipment in general. And um, the guy at the store, now keep in mind, this is 30 some odd years ago. And uh, the guy set me up with a bunch of different things. And next thing I know, I was outside in the backyard teaching myself as a kid how to shoot a bow. So I never had any real guidance. Then one day my cousin come up and he's like, and I showed him what I was doing. And he'd say, well, that should work. You know, they didn't know either. Um, They were self-taught. And I went out hunting. And back then, it's funny because if I'd find an arrow in the woods, it was like hitting the lottery. So if you look at my quiver, I'd have six different arrows and broadheads all different lengths. <laughs> and I would kill deer. Once nice. in a while, I'd get lucky and hit one and, and get it, you know? So that's how I got started into bow hunting. And I never really thought as I grew up that I'd really love it as much as I do. You know, as the years passed, before you knew it, I was just infatuated with archery, and I didn't want to gun hunt anymore. Well, see, and it's funny because people that, that don't know you um, as well as I do don't understand. You're from Jersey. That's where that right. accent is from. It's from Jersey. There wasn't a lot of bow hunting back then, period, was there? I mean, it is New Jersey. There was. So it's crazy because Jersey is a sleeper state. You know, nobody thinks of Jersey as a destination to go deer hunting, when in reality, there's so many deer here, it's, it's unbelievable. And as the years yeah, have gone by, they've broadened the bag limit. So you, it's plentiful. You could shoot six buck in unlimited doe here. That is a very broad bag limit if you can take six bucks in unlimited does. Yep. How many did you bag last year? Uh, last year, I took five buck and three doe. But one buck was in Kansas on a Kansas hunt. So I took four New Jersey bucks and three New Jersey doe. And looking at the picture, these are not small bucks by any stretch of the imagination. These are some dandy bucks. Yeah. Uh, the biggest one I got this year uh, scored out at 146. 146. So have, yeah. So we had a nice year. I'm not a, um, let me step back here. I'm not a guy that, looks for inches i'm more of a guy that looks for age right you know what i mean that to me with the program i got going on here i'm looking to shoot minimum four-year-olds preferably five plus gotcha so what was the oldest deer you shot last year so i shot a buck 
Um, it was during our gun season, but I was allowed to use my bow. And um, so I shot him with a bow and he had three points on one side and a big spike on the other. And we estimated him by the teeth at about seven years old. So nice. I don't think gen genetically he was anything special, but I knew he was an older deer. Right. Well, and just looking at the picture, like I've seen that buck that you talking about, just looking right. at him, he looks old. Like he, he just looks yeah. old. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, you could, you could pick them apart when they're that old. You know, they, they got that barrel chest, that, the sway back, big belly, big blockheads on them, the start of Roman noses, you know, they just stand out when they're that old. Right. Okay. So when you started bow hunting, mm -hmm. did you ever think of yourself was going to come to market with a, a broadhead, let alone any other accessories like you have with steady form and all of that? Nope. I never intended to ever be in the archery industry. Um, all I wanted to do was better myself as an archer because I was self-taught. And that's how it all really started, you know. I knew what issues I was having, and I decided to have a buddy of mine who's a machinist build me something that would aid me in that issue and correct my issue. So for those that don't know, we are talking about the steady form. Steady form. And what does the steady form actually do for an archer, especially one like yourself that's self-taught, that doesn't have maybe the best form or, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, it's an anchor point for consistent palm placement. You know, when I launched Steady Form, so I've been selling Steady Form. It's weird because I had it on my bow for five years before I even decided to make it a product. And the only reason why I did is a couple buddies of mine wanted to try it. So I take it off my bow, put it on theirs, and automatically their groups were tightening up and they were shooting longer ranges. And once I seen that, that it wasn't only helping me, it was also making someone good better. But not only better, it would make them honest. And what I mean by that is when they would grab their bow, if they if they were, tr you know, took lessons and trained properly, they would grab their bow and pretty much know exactly to where, where to put their hand. And all that steady form would do is it's a light touch saying, yep, you're in the right spot. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So it's for any level of shooter. And it's not a tool for say target shooters, right? I mean, yes, it could it could be, but it's not allowed in those shoots anyway. But it's more for the hunter because when we're target shooting, we're we're more in a controlled environment, right? Your your target's there. Sometimes you know the distance, sometimes you don't. But for the most part, you're not dealing. It's with, not moving. No, and you're not dealing with an adrenaline rush or or being up in a tree or a ground blind and where your form's really not all there. It's designed for the hunter to keep them honest. Gotcha. Yeah. So you launched Steady Form, and then how long after did you get into broadheads with the Zeus? Well, it's so I launched Steady Form nine years ago, and then about five years later, I started, I wanted to design a deer feed to enhance our whitetails. So I went into B16 gotcha. first. Gotcha. And then a couple of years and after that is when I decided to design a broadhead for once again, issues that I was having. I wanted to create a broadhead that would aid me in certain situations. Now, you know, at the end of the day, we all want to be, you know, 20 yards, completely broadside, right through the lungs. Right. 
but sometimes a deer will step or whatever the case may be, you hit a twig or whatever. You know, I wanted to design a broadhead that would stack the odds in your favor if your shot wasn't perfect. Right, because we've always been there. We are, you know, if you're hunting, inevitably you're going to make a bad shot. It's just it's a matter of, of numbers. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's – and I, I was a big, you know, um, fixed blade guy. Uh, I love fixed blades. Sometimes I would use expandables, but I always leaned more towards fixed blade. But I love the idea of an expandable, but I wanted to create a broadhead, like I said, that would aid me in certain situations and kind of go in reverse of what an expandable did. I was looking to have a broadhead that would get in there. And if I encountered some sort of bone or mass, I wanted it to collapse down and get as deep as it could get so that I would get maximum penetration out of the setup I was using. Right. So like when you're watching some of the outdoor channels and you see these guys that are shooting rage, which yep. I, I won't get, I won't get into that, but you know, you draw back and you hear that thwack and all of a sudden you're looking and the deer's running away and three quarters of the arrow sticking out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they didn't get any penetration at all. No, that's because they hit the they hit that opposite shoulder, or they hit a rib. Sure, or you know, on the entrance of hitting the front shoulder, you know, they could be coming in on a certain angle, or maybe the do- the bow isn't so properly tuned, which is a big thing. You know, if there's a little whip in an arrow, a lot of guys will go to an expandable because it's easier to to sight in. It'll follow your field tips but you still have that whip, right? So let's say on impact, you're hitting that animal during a whip, a little fishtail. You're not actually flying true, right? right? So it's not, you know, all that kinetic energy is lost on impact because of that. So at the end of the day, shot placement is, is key. And there's plenty of people that kill them with rage. But what, what about those times that something goes wrong? I don't, want to be that guy where that one time it goes wrong it could potentially be my biggest buck or whatever or a hunt of a lifetime it doesn't even have to be the biggest animal it could be your first there's right. a million scenarios you know i one is is too much in my opinion right exactly so I, I don't want to take any chance so then what's the premise of the zeus what is i guess makes it different than all of the other broadheads out on the market well, it's the first broadhead ever to be fixed all the time, but can become hybrid if it's called for. So we trademarked SmartHead because it knows by what it's feeling if it needs to collapse down. So it goes from an inch and a half, it'll collapse down to an inch, but it doesn't necessarily have to collapse to an inch. It could, it could collapse to an inch and a quarter. It's depending on what it's feeling, what it's going through, the type of mass it's dealing with. So it knows what to do. You hit them traditionally, you know, double lung, it's not going to collapse. It's going to be an inch and a half by seven eighths with the bleeder. Yeah, I know when I shot my pig, um, it was it was dead on heart shot and right. there was there was no collapse into the blade. It was nope. it was inch and a half by seven eighth. I sent you pictures of the entrance and exit. Just watching the blood pump was was exciting. Right. I try to design a broadhead that had everything and then some. So there's guys that like expandables, two blades for, you know, a two inch cut. So I was able to capture that by having an inch and a half by seven eighths, which gives you almost two and a half inches of linear cutting surface. 
Right. So it has more cutting surface than say a two blade at two inch. I also wanted to give a broadhead that could introduce shock, kind of like a bullet does. So we designed a tip, which is a one of a kind to do that job. But the safety feature is it can turn hybrid if it's called for. If it's not called for, it's gonna stay fixed at an inch and a half by seven eighths, give you that two and a half inch linear cutting surface, introduce shock and, and put that animal back. All right, let's say worst case scenario, we're already set, we shoot and that deer moves one step forward and now we've either A, hit a rib or we messed up somehow, some way. What is the Zeus going to do to combat our, our bad mistake? Okay, it's a great question. So depending which way that animal's facing, you're going to you're gonna hit shoulder or leg bone. Let's let's say it's it's a easy quarter and away, so you're gonna be a hard into the the opposite shoulder. Right. Zeus is gonna just eat it up. You know, it's gonna go in there, it's gonna do its job. If it feels a little bit resistance, it's gonna collapse down to keep that momentum going for it, forward. So it's gonna, depending on the poundage of the bow and the setup, it's either gonna bury itself or blow completely through that animal. Right. Okay. What I was going to say is the cool part is let's say the animal's broadside and you hit them in liver or gut. Well, now you have a tip that's actually introducing shock, which is going to end up dispatching that animal. So we've had liver shots where normally, you know, you'd wait minimum. I tell everybody minimum of six hours, minimum. Right. We've had them die on film in a minute. They run out from a, they, from a liver shot, straight liver shot. Gotcha. I've had guys hit them right through the guts, and that animal only make it 50 yards. They left it and gave it a little time, but it didn't gain a lot of ground because it's actually getting hit, and it's introducing shock, just like kind of a bullet would do. Right. You see what I'm saying? So that's, that's the beauty of Zeus. Zeus, all the way around, does so much. There's more than meets the eye, right? You look at it, you say it's a broadhead. But when you really understand what Zeus does, it's a one of a kind. Yeah. I know when I shot my pig with the Zeus, it absorbed the arrow and just kind of, it didn't squeal or nothing, but it was a perfect heart shot. The blood was pumping everywhere. I could see the arrow sticking out the opposite side and it was dead in like 15 yards. Right. Yep. And majority of guys shooting deer with Zeus all tell me the same thing within 15 to to 30 yards majority, some make it 40, but the majority of, are, are down within 15 to 30 yards. And that's because of the shock that's being introduced. I've had times where I've dissected the animal and you know, double lung, that first lung is blown apart to smithereen. And you sit there and you're like, wow, how does, you know, that's amazing. But I want that to happen. I want to dispatch that animal quickly. You know, I don't want it to go 70, 80 yards and go down if, if it doesn't have to. Right. You know? Yeah, the quicker the quicker the dispatch, the better off the animal's going to be, and it makes us as hunters look better. Exactly. I and mean, not that you we're know trying. How many, you know how many more animals are actually recovered due to a shot that probably wouldn't have been so good with another broadhead? There's that many more animals recovered because of Zeus being able to do what it does. Gotcha. You know, so it's really stacking the odds in your favor. All right. Well, you had mentioned on film you you've watched a lot of the animals even on bad hits or whatever you've watched a lot of them go down on film yep um let's talk about that a little bit i know you run 
for those that don't know, Tech Driver TV. What is Tech yep. Driver TV and why is it different than any other show on, let's say, Sportsman's Channel, Pursuit Channel, et cetera? Right. So we we started Tech Driver TV uh, four, four years ago. And what we wanted to do was showcase our products in the field, not just me telling it to you, but your everyday person, you know, experiencing the same thing that I do. Because right. I can sit here and tell you until I'm blue in the face about my products. And majority of people are going to be like, yeah, he's going to say that because they're his and he developed them. Exactly. But when it's coming from your everyday person, you know, it has a lot more value to it. Right. It's it's not Nick Albanese, the, exactly. the person that made it. It's Joe Schmo off the road saying, right. hey, this is this helped me gain an advantage over this hunt. Exactly. You know, it's, I could pay, you know, Michael Waddell's and Lee and Tiffany's of the world to tell you that also, but I'd be paying them high amounts of dollars to say so. Right. And when you get someone to sign up for tack driver, who's an everyday guy like me and you and goes out and gets the job done and captures the footage, it's fact, it's proof that it happened. So what they can do is submit their footage to me and then I have it edited up for the TV show. And you have it edited professionally by, it's Blaine, isn't it? Blaine Anthony? Blaine Anthony, yep, I do. You and Blaine are pretty good friends, aren't you? Yeah, he's he's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a little bit uh, he's a little bit off the wall, but I like watching him. He's a wildcat. I mean, he was originally, he's a Jersey boy. Now he lives in Maine, but originally he was a Jersey boy and grew up in Jersey. And so we click a lot. You know, if we're at ATAs or wherever, sometimes we'll share camp. You know, we have a good time together. Well, I know like last year before COVID hit, you guys were doing bear camp together. And it was it was Nick Albany's team versus Blaine Anthony's team. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We were in Canada. He was at one camp, his camp. He has a camp that he goes to and he brings a bunch of people. Tack Driver TV has its own camp. And they're probably, I don't know, 30 miles apart. So depending on when he's there, if I'm there, we like to do some shenanigans if possible. Shenanigans. And and, and break (laughs) each other's chops a little bit. Right. Yeah. Let's go back to B16. Okay. You had said that you wanted to make a deer feed that will enhance your deer herd. Correct. What is B16 and what makes it better than what's already out on the market these days? So B16 is a feed combined with minerals. It's a supplement that you supply to the to your herd. I do it all year long. So there's two formulas. There's a spring and summer and there's a fall and winter. So my problem was, you know, I was buying into a lot of stuff, the hype of, you know, this is going to make your deer look like this with 30 points and yet it's a deer that's on a high fence deer and they're telling you, yeah, your deer are going to look like this. Well, that's not reality, right? Right. Genetics are going to play a huge role in all of this, but proper nutrition and, and actually catering to the rumens of a deer, the stomach, you're going to build a healthier animal. So I set out on a goal to see if it was actually possible. And it took me a couple of years of trying different formulas to come up with B16. Now, what I didn't realize in creating it was how much the deer were going to go crazy for it. So it, it's like a, a super attractive also. So there's guys that use it to as an attractant, and there's guys like me that will run it to actually enhance their whitetails. 
they're hurt. The last three years that I've been using B16, you see the pictures I post of these are just wild no. New Jersey deer. To boot. Right. You know, these are deer from New Jersey. These are not deer from out west. Yeah. Well, and the little bit that I was able to use it before Michigan got stupid and right. put a put a ba- ban on everything, including yeah. minerals. Yeah. Um, I seen a I seen a significant amount of deer just that came into it as an attractant. Exactly. I wasn't using it as as a, a B sixteen supplement. I was using Correct. it just because of the smell that that grape apple. I don't even know how to describe it, man. It's just intense. <laughs> like the minute you pour it out, the whole woods just fills up. It's amazing. And what what a lot of guys that use it tell me is, you know, let's say they were running a certain feed that they were buying at Walmart or Tractor Supply, whatever it is. And they were getting, say, 400 pictures a week. You know, which is good. That's, yeah, which that's is a great. really good average, 400 yeah. pictures. Yep. When people started using B16, they were getting double the amount of pictures because not only was it attracting deer from longer ranges, it was making the deer that were eating it stick around a lot longer. And that was the one thing that I noticed is my deer stuck around. Like I would take it out and I would pour out just a little bit, you know, just enough to to kind of cover the ground in the, the specifications that Michigan wanted. Right. And then I would take roll the bag back up and take the rest back to the shed. Right. And the deer that I had on it would stay until it was gone. Gone. Yep. And then what you would notice is they would keep coming back to check up on it. Yep. And they'd start chewing into the ground because a lot of the minerals will leach into there. So it's you know, the way I designed it, it's like like us, like say a human, right? You 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 start dieting and eating high proteins and you're taking your vitamins and you feel great well it's the same thing with them they know it's a source that makes them feel good so their bodies crave it and they come back for more right that's how it fell into being attractive because their bodies are actually craving it so on the two different you you said there's a spring summer and a fall winter on the spring and summer is it formulated to help out the the nursing does Yep. As well? Yes. It's a higher protein, a lower fat, and it's it's good all the way around for, for does, lactating does, bone growth, um, whether it's skeletal structure or antler growth. And then when we slip into the, to the fall and winter, we want to lower those proteins. We want to increase our fibers and fats right? because that's the time because of the year where it's not as, as plentiful. Right. Because they're, they're, whatever the case may be, they're not getting enough nutritional that they need correct and you want to build a good fat content on your deer because in the winter months depending on how harsh those winters could be you know their bodies they survive off of their fat their body will absorb that fat so that you know we we'd be shooting deer and peeling them down and they'd have two inch layer of fat across their whole backs all the way down their hand from the that's important yes that's important going into a winter Gotcha. Because if the winter's harsh and, and food is not readily available, their bodies are going to keep them alive by absorbing those those fats. Yeah, they're living off the fat reserves. Yeah. Okay. So with the B16, yep. um, it's right there on the New Era Archery 
um, website, right along with the Steady Form, Zeus, yep. Aries. Speaking of Aries, how did Aries come about? So Aries, I designed Aries because there was a lot of people afraid of the concept of Zeus because it had a spring. And I would sit there and tell them it doesn't matter because even if the spring broke and it collapsed fully, it's still an inch by seven eighths broadhead. You're still almost getting two inches of linear cutting, sir. Right. You know what I mean? But there were some people that feared that. So I designed I designed Aries, which is a Zeus, but it's completely fixed. There's no collapsible parts to it. And it's a single bevel on each side. Yes. And so is Zeus now. We've single beveled Zeus. Also. Oh, that's right. You told me about that too. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So if somebody wants, we're, we're going to kind of jump around here. Somebody wants to get, let's say, on the TAC Driver TV team. Mm-hmm. What do they have to do? And what is required? I know there's there's some requirements in order to to be part of that team. Yeah, so they would go to the website. They'd go under Tack Driver, buy one of our packages. There's a couple different packages there, and it would get them signed up. And basically, what we expect from people that sign up: number one, they have to be using a steady form on their compound bow and Zeus as the broadhead. That's that's the requirement to it. B-16 is different because not all states are baiting states. Yeah, unfortunately. You know? <laughs> so the main requirement is to be using a study form or Zeus, and or Zeus, I should say, because we do have crossbow guys that come on also. And that, their that was going to be... Yep. That was going to be my next question is, is what about us crossbow guys? Yep. As long as you're using Zeus or Aries, you fall right in. Gotcha. Yep. So it's pretty interesting, but it's a lot of discipline too, you know, carrying all that camera gear around. There's a lot of guys that'll sign up and after a season they're done because the (laughs) camera (laughs) ruined their hunt or whatever the case may be. You know, it's a lot of work. So you really got to be dedicated um, and disciplined to, to wanting to capture that foot. Right. Well, and a lot of it is, it's really hard, especially if you're, you're doing it solo. Correct. To get it on camera mapped out and you know screened in and everything all set because the minute you have everything perfect and you draw your bow back the deer inevitably moves and then you're like got to do it all over again right so it's not you know a lot of guys figure oh well i'll get the shot on film it's not just the shot right there's what leads up to the shot what you're doing and there's the recovery And, you know, filming all that. So it's not just having a camera and getting a shot on film. Okay, I got my shot on film. Well, we don't have a story behind it. So there's a lot more that that has to go in to tell that story. Yeah, it's not about just the kill. It's Mm -hmm. more about the story. I mean, the kill is literally 15 to one minute of the story. Exactly. Whereas you're you're filming for a half-hour TV show. Right. So I need at least, on the low end, 10 minutes of a story. And being creative makes it look the best, you know, how creative you are in telling the story, what you do, what you film. So there's a lot lot to it. But if, you're, if you really want to do it, you know, I have an avenue where I can get you on a national level because we air on the Pursuit Channel and we also air on Wild TV, which is in Canada. So we have two demographics that we're reaching. And we're pushing well over a million views with the show. So it's it's interesting. Now, when I first started Attack Driver, I didn't even want to film. I was like, I hate this. This sucks. It's ruining my hunt. Right. Now I'm at the point where 
I depend on that camera because that camera to me is Intel. It tells me a lot about my products. Well, and not only that, but I mean, you can review if you made a bad hit or if you, yep. you know, a marginal hit at best, you can look and see, okay, I, I'm slowing this down. There's the entrance wound, but for some unknown reason, it made a 90 degree angle and blew out the, the shoulder. Right. You know, you could, you know, you could you, tell a lot from just looking at the, at the video. Absolutely. And a lot of times that will save your ass in a, in a, in a situation of a good, a bad hit because right. some guys might want to react and go after that animal right away. But you start to review that footage and you're like, mm, it, it looked good when I shot it, but it's not great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So that, that camera tells you a lot that your naked eye doesn't see. So now when I go into the woods, I almost feel wrong without not having a camera with me. I was going to say, it feels weird if you're, if you don't have your camera with you, as opposed yeah. to when you first started, it feels weird having the camera with you because exactly. you, you have all of these other functions that you have to do before you even get set to shoot a deer. Correct. Yeah. It's interesting. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it and be like, yeah, you should sign up and become part <laughs> of tack driver. You're going to love it. No, you're not. <laughs> you're gonna you gotta wanna you gotta want that well and that's the thing is with the outdoor industry a lot of guys think they want it until they actually start it and then they're exactly. like oh hell no nope i'm good yeah. thanks yeah and it's a big you know depending on what camera you're using you're, you're gonna spend some money to try and do this you know uh it's it's one of those things like i said you gotta have it in your heart to want to do it it's a lot easier if you have a camera man well, yeah, everybody can't. Everybody can't be Nick Albanese. <laughs> I don't have a cameraman. I sell video. Ninety-nine <laughs> percent of my hunts that I put on Tack Driver are sell videos. It's very rarely that I have a cameraman with me. Right. Speaking of when you did have a cameraman, your friend Ryan passed yep. away. Yep. Um. Let's let's touch on a little bit of that and and kind of give him a remembrance. Okay. He was your cameraman, obviously. Yep. He was my so, right-hand man when it came to stuff like that. Um, we'd sit on the phone for hours every day and just pick apart detail, pick apart our own hunts. We'd watch it on the computer and say, you know what? I Maybe I should have did this different, or maybe the camera angle should have been this way. <laughs> and, and, you know, we bounced a lot of ideas off of each other. And, um, you know, he was, he was one of my best friends. Yeah, I could I could tell that was that was one of the reasons that we postponed the first couple of times is because yeah. of his death and, and your mourning. So yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of touch on that and and put a remembrance out there for him. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, Not that, one, that one cut me deep, you know, um, but I can say we had a lot of years and a lot of good times uh, together. And there was times he'd be filming me and I'd. I'd tell him, just bring your bow just in case, you know. He'd be like, all right. And he'd drag his bow around. And in my head, I already knew what deer was coming in and that I was going to take the camera from him and let him shoot the buck or doe. Right. You know, so the, the times that we were together, and I'd be like, you know what? Give me the camera. He'd be like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. You better, you, better, you better do it. Otherwise, I'm going to change my mind. Right. And you ain't shooting this animal. <laughs> <laughs> So we and had a lot and we're not get, we're not getting a, a shot on film at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of good times. 
Now yeah. let's kind of touch on your on your other good buddy, uh, the co-host of your show, Tommy DeVries. Tommy is my partner. He's your partner. Tommy is my partner in the whole new era products study form B16 Zeus. Um, he's been with me from day one. You know when I when I launched, he got on board and helped me out, and he never once thought you're wasting your time. He supported me. You know what I mean. And he continues to support me as we grow together in this industry. He's well, a great partner, great friend. As I say, you can tell when I like when I watch Tag Driver TV, just yeah. just the the back and forth you guys have with each other, the little banter and the the little jabs oh, and yeah. stuff. You can tell that you guys are are really good friends and that you each care oh, for yeah. each other. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we we uh, we like to pick on each other a lot. That's for sure. And I don't give him no slack at all. And he doesn't give me none either. Well, that's good. That's so there, what you need. You need... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of fun. Good. Um, yeah. when, when does your season start for bow hunting? So in New Jersey, it starts um, towards the middle of September. And we fall all the way to almost the end of February. So we have just about a, a six-month, five-and-a-half-month deer season here. That's ungodly, so, man. <laughs> we have a long season and a lot of tags. Right. Which right. which makes it fantastic for a guy like me that's testing products. Right. You know, um, I have unlimited resources right here. You know, our does are unlimited. You could shoot as many as you want a day if you could pull it off. Now, is your is your state also a earn a buck program? In the first two weeks of the season, it is. First two weeks of season, you have to take a doe to earn your buck tag. After those two weeks are over, you no longer have to shoot a doe to earn a buck tag. Okay. Yeah. So come, say, October 1st, it's whatever. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Which, so, it's not hard to earn a buck. Let's right. That way. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of deer here. When you go out hunting, are you in a tree stand? Are you on a ground blind? Where is Nick Albanese hunting the first so it, two weeks all, of the season? It all depends on the terrain. And and if I could get to a certain area, maybe there's a particular area that I like that doesn't have a, a tree that I like. Well, then I'm going to brush in a ground blind. You know, I won't just settle and say, okay, this is where I want to be. But 60 yards over there, there's a tree I can hang a stand. Right. I'm not going to do that. This is where I want to be. This is the scenario I'm setting up, and I'm staying right here. Gotcha. So, uh, you know, I'm diversified as far as stands or blind. Um, they both work great. And each one but has its own niche, too. Of course. And there's there's some setups I do where people come over here, and I show it to them, and they're like, are you out of your mind? Why are you here? <laughs> you, you, you see what I'm saying? And it's like, right. because this, this is the the right scenario for this piece of property. And this is where the deer are. That's why I'm here. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, I could have, you know, a 20 acre piece of ground and there'll be say 15 acres of timber. I won't even penetrate that timber. I won't even go in there. Right. I'll stay on the outskirts because I know you want to give them some sort of safety. The deeper you push, you ended up pushing them off your ground, you know. As I say, you're guy. pushing them out the backside and then they're gone. Yeah. yeah. And we work with a lot of little pieces here, so that's really important. And that's where guys make a lot of mistakes. Their first impression is, let's head to the woods. I need to find a tree to get a tree stand in there. Right. Depending on the size of the land and the layout, 
I'd be like, well, I'll just hang at the end of the driveway and pop a ground blind right here at the end of this driveway. And people are like, what do you mean? You're going to park your truck and hunt right there? Yep. That's where I'm going to hunt. Yeah. I ain't going in there. You know, I'll plant food plots or provide B16 to get the deer to come to me. Yeah. And they have, they have to have some sense of security or else they're not going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Very important. Especially when you're dealing with small tracts of land. I always so, say less is better. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So with the, the whole broadhead Zeus Aries, is there anything coming down the pipe that's going to be new and exciting from you? Yeah. Yeah. We have. So the cool thing about Zeus and Aries is we change weights by different size tips. You can unscrew the tip off and go from 100 grain to 125, depending on what you're shooting or if you're shooting a bow or crossbow. And maybe you're shooting a compound bow and you're using 100 grain. And later on in the season, you're going to use a crossbow and you want a 125. So someone doesn't have to buy a whole nother pack of broadheads. They could just buy the tips separately. And the cool thing about that is they're interchangeable tips, but we can come up with tons of different designs to screw into that. Right. So we got a new tip that's coming out here shortly that will give the guys the option of being creative and having fun and changing tips. Nice. And there's going to be a whole series of different tips, whether they're cut on contact or different bone busting scenario tips. It's basically pick your poison. Gotcha. And so is that going to be... Is that going to be for not only the Zeus, but Aries, heavy metals, all of those? Yes. Yep. Nice. It'll fit on every one of our heads. So speaking we're, of, we're, heavy, speaking of the heavy metals, speaking of heavy metals, why did you come up with the heavy metals? Well, I wanted to give guys an option. Some guys like a heavier broadhead up front, a heavier arrow, or, you know, a stronger They're, FOC. Yeah, I was going to say the FOC guys are, are all about the heavier, the arrow, the better, the yeah. better. When in reality, I designed Zeus. So it's crazy because I designed Zeus to penetrate without having to work with a heavy arrow. So the physics behind Zeus will allow you to shoot a light arrow and get more penetration in certain circumstances than a heavier setup would. Right. You know, but for guys that like the concept of Zeus and want to go heavy, I wanted to cater to them also. Right. So we came which out is a niche, which is a niche market, but yes. there is that niche market that's out there. And some guys know. might be going for, you know, African game that are big and decide, you know what? I want to put a 200 grain broadhead on the front end of this in steel versus aluminum. Right. And that's fine too. I've had guys go to Africa using a total weight of 390 grains arrow and broadhead combination oh my God. with a compound bow and shoot <laughs> zebra kudu blue wildebeest i mean warthogs and blow completely drone nice but i designed zeus to do that there's a lot of physics behind zeus right you know see that's my that's my dream hunt right there right everything you just mentioned is on my bucket list yeah me too when one day when I'm old and decrepit, I may actually be able to get over there. <laughs> I hear that. So is there anything else that you want to talk about that, you know, we haven't covered yet? No, I mean, we've covered everything about New Era. You know, Steady Form, B-16, Zeus. The only thing I could tell guys is, you know, give it a try. Give some of our products or one of our products a try and see it for yourself. I'm just your everyday guy 
just like you and everybody else, you know, that go out and want to have a good time. And, you know, I, I want to build the best product that I can, you know, we're American made products, 100%. Right. You know, I won't ship overseas to have my stuff done. I just won't do it. I never have since I started steady form nine, nine years ago. Um, I love the fact of being an American made product and, you know, I'm a, I'm a quality control guy too. You know, I want to, I don't want a container to show up here with 50,000 broadheads and then be garbage and say, Oh, well, I'm going to sell them anyway. You know, I want to be able to say, you know, Hey bud, this is wrong. I need to build more and not wait months for a container to come over. Right. You know, so I'm big into quality control. Well, and the one thing that I'll, I'll be completely honest with you, the one thing that shocked me is when I first reached out to you and right. said, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is who we are with MCH. Yep. You were like, yeah, I'm on board, man. Let's do it. Yep. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie. I was I was um, I was a little little taken aback at first because I was expecting someone way different. No. No, I'm like I said, I'm your everyday guy. You know, I'm no better than you or any other guy. We all share a passion and that's the outdoors. And it doesn't matter if you shoot a 12 point or a button buck. I don't care. I enjoy it. I'll be happy for you. If I have the opportunity, depending on the situation, I'm going to do the same thing. I love to hunt. And that's what it's about. You know, some guys get caught up into having to prove a point to have you know, the Boone Crockett. I'm not that guy. Do I want one? Sure. Love to have one. But I'll uh-huh. be happy with a 125-inch deer just like I'd be happy with a 200-inch deer. See, and that's me. It's, it's, yeah, do antlers antlers look nice on the wall? Of course they do. Sure. But for me, hunting is about feeding my family first. If I uh-huh. get one that, if I shoot one that's that's worthy of putting on the wall, heck yeah, I'm excited. But antlers don't excite me. Like no, that doesn't, right. that's not why I'm hunting. I'm hunting to no. be outside, enjoying nature with my family. And yep. if one steps out and I'm lucky enough and, and blessed enough that God foresees, Hey, this is, this is his deer. Then yep. so be it. Absolutely. And you should be proud of every animal you take. You know, there's, there's guys that shoot animals that won't even post them say on social media because they don't want backlash. Well, the hell with that. I'd post it and be proud of it. Yeah. that. That is one of my biggest pet peeves is the, well, he's not the biggest. Yeah. You know what? You were proud enough to shoot him. He made your adrenaline or she made your adrenaline pump. Yeah. Be proud of that deer. Absolutely. Who cares what everybody else says? Yeah. And, you know, when guys say that, it it looks bad sometimes because basically you're saying, well, I'm a big buck hunter, but I settled for this. Right. It's, you know, don't say it at all. Just say I was fortunate enough and blessed enough to, to get this deer. Yep, exactly. It doesn't matter if you killed a 200-inch the year before and you shot a four-pointer this year. Be happy. I love exactly. it. I love all all aspects of the outdoors. See, and last year when Kelly shot her doe, mm-hmm. the doe was, like, literally 10 yards from where her blind was. Right. And I'm laying in bed. I go out with her get her all situated because she doesn't have enough arm strength or hand strength to cock her crossbow right so i get it i get it all cocked and ready for her get her all set up and i hit i come back up to the house and not gonna lie i went back to bed <laughs> <laughs> and about i don't know about eight fifteen in the morning i get a phone call 
<laughs> I'm like, you all right? She's like, I shut a door. And I'm like, okay, well, come up to the house. She's like, you you want me to come up to the house? I'm like, yeah, we're not going to track her right now if you just shot her. Right. I'm like, come up to the house, get a cup of coffee, warm up, then we'll go jump on her track. Yeah. So. That's awesome. But that's what I live for. Is, is Absolutely. Is for me, it's not even about shooting anything. If I see something, great. If I don't, yeah. I'm still outside. Yep. Absolutely. But when, when I get a phone call like that, I'm like, oh, that gets me excited. Yep. Some of my best hunts didn't involve me shooting an animal. It's what I've seen in the activity <laughs> in the field. Right. You know, there's some of my best hunts end up like that. You know, I didn't shoot anything, but I don't care because what I saw was amazing. Right. Exactly. You know, it was awesome. See, that was my season two years ago. I'm sitting in my ladder stand and I hear the leaves rustling and stuff. And I kind of looking around and the squirrels are jumping around and chasing each other. And then all of a sudden I hear like what sounds like a freight train coming through. And it's this little, little buck just absolutely dogging this doe right. late October. And I'm like, ooh, it's starting. Watching him absolutely dog her for probably 40 minutes. Right. And then behind me, I hear leaves rustle. And I'm like, oh, stupid squirrels again. And I turn around. And I didn't even think anything of it. I just turn around, you know, like any guy would do. Right. And three yards, this buck was standing there. I'm like, oh. <laughs> locked right on me, just stiff-legged. Yeah. Looking at me, I'm like, oh no. I'm like, man. And of course it was funny because at 7:54 a.m. I caught him on the trail camera. And then I caught him leaving on the trail camera at 7:55. So he didn't stick around very long. That's awesome. Like I was saying, um, I know you're a busy, busy man, so I'm gonna let you go. Um right, last thing, last thing before I do let you go though, where can everybody find Zeus and, and B16 and, and New Era Archery products sure. all around? They could go to newerarchery.com. They can go to zeusbroadheads.com, steadyform.com. Any one of them will all bring you to the same site. Gotcha. Yep. Awesome. Very Thank you good. again for your time, buddy. Thank I appreciate you. It. I, I really appreciate you having me. All right. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.